Hello, and welcome to another edition of Cybersecurity Chronicles. So I am joined today by Stanley Lee and Sean Mahoney of NetSwitch. And we have an interesting topic to talk about today, uh, Stanley, which the, the, the working title of this episode is why all CIOs and CISOs will eventually end up working for risk managers. Now, it might be controversial, but Stanley, would you like to kick off why, why we're talking about this subject today? Well, first of all, I think I spent too much time at home thinking about all these things with the COVID-19. <laughs> so, well, I, and, and also I see what well, because of the COVID-19, you know, the world econom uh, economy is changing. And of course, budget cut, it's inevitable across the board. And at the same time that, you know, when I talk to my customer, either current customers or future prospects that a lot of time that they have doubt about which vendor, which technology to invest on. But that's the one part of the problem because if there are too many vendors out there and too many products out there, simply said. And then it's too confusing. And now also because of the compliance regulatory issue, it's more complex. And they might be just a CIO. Well, I mean, not just a CIO. The title is a CIO, but they got all these responsibility, including cybersecurity, compliance, regulatories, so on and on and on. That all under the, the responsibility now because of the budget cuts and the situation change around the world. But the biggest problem is that the conversation with the CEO or the board of director. All they care is where are we with the cybersecurity risk? Well, how can we cut budget, but it's still meeting the cybersecurity requirements, including compliance? And the title will change because that now from the CEO or the board of directors or the CFO who usually manage the technology group, you know, all they understand is more about the risk that they are facing and the budget that is being challenged. Because of that, it's gonna to drive to more of a risk management perspective to manage all the technology functions because then they will have a better perspective where to spend the money. And purely looking from the financial standpoint of view rather than the technical point of view. And of course, then it drives to what I mean by the risk management type of position because that these are the people that are going to be answering to the compliance and regulatory, to the auditors, uh, not so much of the technology. They don't really care anymore uh, because of the budget situation. So the business driving force, my, from my point of view, is just going to be the CEO or the CFO or the board of directors just going to focus on how do we manage risk so we don't get data breach because my reputation as a CEO or CFO is on the line. I am the board of director for this company. My reputation, my personal reputation is on the line. Now, meanwhile, at the same time, you know, the COVID-19, the budget situations, I want you to cut this, cut that. I don't care well, how you're going to do it. You got to cut it. But I still want to protect my personal reputation. So then if you cannot do it as a CISO or CIO, I'm going to put a risk manager to do it. And that's where I see in the next year, 
or the future is going to become, you know, the CISO, the CIO, the CTO, it's going to work with this chief risk management or chief risk officer, whatever the title will be. And that person is going to be integrating all the functions in the technology group and prioritize it based on the risk that they're going to be dealing with. And yes, a lot of my colleagues might not like this, but I already see it from my customer's point of view. Um, for example, you know, one of the larger global clients that we have and have a new risk manager um, two years. And now basically his responsibility is to drive the IT team to meet all the PCI DSS compliance issues, you know, the stocks issues, um, you know, different regulatory issues around the world. And so his job is not driving technology. I mean, you know, he's using the risk management uh, perspective to drive technology rather than, you know, technology doing its own thing. Rightfully so, in a sense. Um, because that is the business driving force and compounded with the COVID-19 for budget cutting. So inevitable, more of this type of risk managers will be driving the technology team. I think it's a very interesting statement. Sean, does, does what Stanley say bear out from conversations you've been having? Yeah, the, the risk management uh, perspective from various people within the C-suite or even the managerial role is is increasing. And at least it's an acceptance on the business side that risk to an organization is not an IT problem, it's a business problem. And it needs to be solved from the top or at least addressed from the top and pushed down. So there are aspects to this where organizations are starting to understand that uh, – technology as it relates to security is a tool. It's not the responsibility of IT to address the risk, but IT is a tool to mitigate the risk. And so I think as they're starting to come to that understanding and looking for ways to change the way they approach it, you know, we have more CEOs entering conversations uh, with us. Um, they want to understand how are you addressing these issues? How are you going to uh, protect us from this? How are you going to help us achieve this? Whether it's, a, is, as Stanley pointed out, a regulatory requirement or even just a certification that they have certain security standards within their own organization. So it, it is driving from the top down and more people are looking at assigning someone to be that risk manager uh, to take on the responsibility, whether they hire someone independently for that role or they assign that role to someone else in the C-suite who may have the knowledge or the, the willingness to take on that responsibility. But it's a big responsibility. It's a big, it's a big role to fill. And so they, the risk management people want to understand what tools are being used and does it address these things? And they look at it from that risk side to understand what, what gaps may still exist when they're looking at a technology tool 
what gaps may still exist that the organization, from my perspective in my role, the organization is still willing to accept that gap. Or, okay, there's a gap here. I need to find another solution to fill that gap. And they look at it from that perspective, and, and that's, that's their job. So, yeah, we're starting to see it more often. And also at the same time, it, you know, in the SME environment too, Sean, you can speak more about, you know, our client that this SME environment, they might not even have a dedicated CISO. And so it usually may be the CIO, maybe the CFO uh, is managing the IT group. And with that said, that now they also, now they have another risk management type because of the compliance and regulatory issues that they have to deal with. And they don't even know how to sort that, the first part, which is the technology, the IT problem. And now they have another hat that they have to wear. And so these become, you know, then, then from their point of view, well, which one do I start with? Well, I'm going to start with the compliance and regulatory issue and because that's more urgent. And with that said, that then it's whatever the tools or the solution um, that we have, if I don't understand how to manage those tools or solution, if my team doesn't know how to do that, well, does it fit anything to the risk management part of it if it doesn't i'm gonna have to look for some of the solution that can manage that risk that i can understand from the compliance and regulatory point of view i'm not going to look at technology anymore technology is just a tool after all so what we keep talking about and and try to put together at the same time as i said you know a lot of time it comes down to why how we're solving our customers problem is you know what ignore all the technology we are giving you a cyber insurance as the, you know, as the last coverage, because that is, you know, statistically showing only 13% mm -hmm. of the SME environment has cyber insurance. And one factor is because of the cost. And so we try to help the, our client as well. Well, how can we solve this problem? Well, the last thing that we can solve is basically provide you with that as part of our solution. It's a more comprehensive solution, including the cyber insurance. But at the same time that, yes, we have to go through this process, understanding what they have, try to see if, you know, whatever they have, can it fit to mitigate the risk management issues, the, the risk issue. And if it doesn't, then we just add additional tools or solution to manage along with that. So a lot of conversation that becomes now, you know, it's not just with the IT team about technical. It's m more and more towards, you know, can your solution meet my compliance and regulatory issues? And, and then if that's the number one checkbox that they have to look into. And then the second checkbox, more important, is, well, what can I provide for the board of directors, for my executive management, so they can report back to the stakeholders that, okay, we have checkboxed the cybersecurity insurance issues. Then it comes down to the rest of the tool solution, managed services, and so on and so forth. So those have become two of the most critical area rather than the technology itself. Yeah, we're starting to see people look at the, how does it integrate to what we have as almost the last thing they want to look at. 
does it address all of these concerns? Does it address the risk? Does it address the compliance? Do I have an ability to report back to the sh- stakeholders that we're doing something and that we have some level of protection? Great. Does it fit into the IT? Does it fit into our organizational technologically? And that's really sort of the last thing. So it's a, it's a it's an interesting shift in the industry, um, but uh, we're starting to see it more more and more. Yeah, and the shift, I, I, as I said, this is, like you said, James, is controversial because this is something that I just seeing the, the trend, it's just starting to happen, a lot to do with the COVID-19 and reflecting within the organization how they should manage this, something that is critical and is important. And also it becomes very personal to a lot of people and to a lot of board of director, the C-suite level. Because you don't want your name to be on the news. <laughs> you don't want to see your company name to be on the news. At the same time that they, you know, it's very hard for them to, for those group of people, non-technical people, to understand those technical parts. You know, it's even convoluted for me. And I've been in the industry for 30 years. And, you know, there's still a lot of company just throwing out different marketing terms. And then it sounds like a new product. And we see that every day in the industry. And every time that, you know, my team come and ask me and look at this product and look at that product, I say, you know what? At the end, it's the same thing. It's just a ship skin over the wolf. And so it's a lot to do with how we're looking into those tools and applying it into the everyday life and how that everyday life responsibility fits in into the company and the board of directors goal and to meet all those compliance and regulatory issue. It is a complex uh, process. And that's why, you know, and I told my customers and, and then Sean put it in the best way with our approach is, you know, every customer deserves to have a customized Rolls Royce if you like <laughs> a, car, a car. That's great. You deserve it. However, because of all the things is going on, maybe you can only getting up a Toyota, but it's okay. <laughs> it still gets you from point A to point Z. And that's why we designed the whole solutions to be that flexible, to be that adaptative. And again, you know, we need, we all need to check the box, making sure everybody's happy. And that's the challenge we're facing is we're shifting more from technical management into more of a risk management i like it sean would you like to maybe have the final say on this topic it's been a very important one yeah uh i think stanley's uh put a lot of a lot more thought into all of this and mine is more observational just what's going on with the the conversations that we're having um on the uh customer side even even existing customers, the conversations that we're having now and the things that are coming to them, they're coming back to us. And it, it does relate more to uh, the risk mitigation and for the organization and their position within a supply chain. But uh, yes, as far as the roles and responsibilities, uh, Stanley's had a lot more opportunity to give some thought to this. And uh, that's a little more of the circles that he's moving in, uh, that he, he's having those conversations with people and has his pulse on those areas. So. 
also spending too much time at home. Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> so, well, I, I think we're going to come back to this to unpeel the onion a little bit more in the future, right? Because yeah, there's a lot more, a lot more tangential off of this topic for us to talk about. I'm sure. Yeah, I would love to hear you know my colleagues and everybody's out there's feedback. You know, I'm, I post that on my my thought into LinkedIn as well, and let's see. Yeah, I'm waiting for some response to see if somebody's going to shoot me on the, the curb. <laughs> okay, well, while we wait for the hate mail, right, we'll wrap up this episode. So th- thanks, th- thanks, Stanley and, thanks, thanks, Stanley and Sean. We'll speak with you both next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.